Welcome to Ew, That's Creepy podcast. This week, the twins will be sharing cases of hikers who have gone missing in the woods. In this episode, Jackie will be telling Melissa about Jacob Gray, a 22-year-old man who went missing after heavily preparing for a hiking and biking trip. How could a biker with a small-sized trailer full of food and supplies manage to go missing for months? Please be aware that this episode will discuss depression and potential suicide. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Ooh, that's creepy. We are here today with another episode, and today we are going to be talking about some cases where people went missing in the woods while they were hiking. Classic disappearance. No, this actually isn't a classic disappearance. I feel like this is something that really got popular lately with Mr. Ballin because he revisited the missing 411 series, which was about people who were missed. Mi- uh, I think disappeared in national parks specifically. Yeah. But either way, these cases always just are crazy to me because people get lost in stuff all the time. But some of these cases, I'm like, something else had to have happened here. And I also think it's just important to know some of them because I feel like a lot of the times it's experienced hikers. It's not like, you know, people who don't have a lot of experience. So clearly it can happen to anybody. That's honestly one of my biggest fears is being lost in the woods. Yeah. Same. Do you ever have nightmares like that where you're just lost wandering in the woods? No, not in the woods. Hmm. I don't really have, I guess, yeah, I don't have dreams in the woods too often. I kind of wish I did. Why? Because I find the woods Oh, dreams in the woods, yeah, Yeah. but not missing. Not being lost. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, let's get into it. I'm going to be telling the story of Jacob Gray. This happened in 2017. At the time, he was 22 years old, and he was from Santa Cruz, California, but he was currently living in Port Townsend, Washington, and on April 5th, 2017, he left his where he was staying with his bike, and he had a tiny trailer that was full of camping gear, and he left to go to Daniel J. Evans Wilderness in Olympic National Park in Washington. So that was his plans. But he did leave in the night, and he didn't really tell anybody where he was, not where he was going, but like what his specific plans were. How old is he again? 22. And he was currently living with his grandmother who lived in Port Townsend. Do we know why, do we know where his parents were, or was he just living with his grandma? Well, he, his parents had gotten a divorce a little bit before, and it was pretty hard on Jacob. I think he was having a rough time. He had gone to college for a little bit, but he dropped out not too far into it, and then had just started working. 
So he was just living with his grandma for the time being, I think maybe because he wasn't exactly sure of where to go after that. He was just trying to like figure things out and maybe living with his grandma was best after right. his parents got divorced. Just wondering. Yeah, so it wasn't like a crazy thing for him to want to just go on maybe like a multi-day hike or something like that because he wasn't expected to really be anywhere, so why not just go on a hike? And he was a very active outdoorsy person. Like he went on hikes a lot. He was just in the wilderness a lot. He biked. His dad, Randy, said that he loved being in the water and like even it was cold out, he would love to just go into the water since he did live in California. So he's just a very outdoorsy type person. So it's definitely not like crazy that he would kind of take off and do some exploring, go on a nice little trip. Yeah, he clearly seems like an outdoorsman, a very experienced outdoorsman, which is even more interesting than he'd be in this case. Yeah. The bike that Jacob had and that he took with him was this red, just kind of like a typical bike that you can picture in your mind, not like a super sporty bike. His dad had won it in a raffle and they had kind of fixed it up and built a plywood rack onto it and he was able to hook up the trailer to the back so it was kind of better equipped to carry all the stuff. Is this a BMX bike or? No. Like a. Just a mountain bike. Yeah, kind of. How could he hook up a trailer to the back? They, like, fixed it up and built some wooden thing. It's kind of hard to explain, but, like, when you see a picture of it, there's pictures, so you'll know what I'm saying. It's kind of hard to explain, but he fixed it up. He had plans of going on some form of hike or biking trip into the woods. Not just, like, a spur-of-the-moment type thing, but... But he did have a lot of stuff. He was pretty prepared in his trailer, uh, he had blankets, pots, pans, a toolbox, a tent, dehydrated meals, first aid kits, climbing stuff, a bow and arrows, a rain poncho, sleeping bag, and tarps and stuff like that to pitch a tent. So he had a lot of stuff with him and he was pretty prepared. And as I said before, he is 22 years old. So, he set out on, I believe he set out the night of April 4th, but then on April 6th, someone had actually seen his bike with the trailer on the side of the road on Soul Duck Hot Springs Road. So... That's so weird. On the side of the road? Not necessarily just, like, on the road, it was in the woods, but it wasn't so far into the woods that, yeah. like, somebody was driving by and they noticed it. And also, a park ranger had actually seen it early on in the day and just had thought, like, oh, someone will come back for it. But then when no one did, he went to really check it out, you know, because that's suspicious. I'm already so confused immediately why it would be so close to the road. Like, if you were in trouble, you got up to where you could see the road, but you're not there. I'm so confused. 
Well, what I was thinking is that he probably was biking and then just pulled off the road and, like, maybe wanted to just immediately start hiking. But wasn't he going to bring, wasn't the, wasn't the point of making that bike trailer thing to bring it with him? Or was he planning to leave it and hike and come back to it? Well, that's what some people were thinking, like the rangers when they saw it, that it was a little weird because they thought that if someone was hiking, you wouldn't just leave your stuff so close to the road and there was like a river nearby. So it was just like he had so much stuff. It was just a weird place to leave it if you were just going to get out and hike like right there. Yeah. So they did think that was a little strange. And they also thought it was strange that the bow was on the ground and that there were arrows sticking out of the ground. So like, so, like he did have a bow and arrow and he had like stuck the arrows in the ground. Which, and that was another thing people just thought was maybe kind of odd if he was just going to hike like right then and there. If... He dropped them. Is it possible that they would have stuck in the ground? Or no, it looked like they were... Yeah, it looked like someone had done it. What the hell? So, uh, the ranger obviously thought this was all kind of weird because the owner was nowhere to be seen. Soul Duck Road is a 12-mile, it's super scenic drive. There's a hot springs resort there on the road and there's a lot of trails so it was not super crazy that somebody would want to just kind of hop off you know like on this road and just start walking around because there were a lot of trails around and at first the rangers thought that maybe whoever it was had gone to the resort or somehow like made their way to the resort because it was like in the vicinity But when they called, they said that no one had really checked in and no one had gone in and said that they had left their biking equipment or anything like that, you know? Hmm. So it's already a little odd. Yeah, everything about this is really strange. Unless maybe he pulled over to go to the bathroom or something and slipped and fell. Well, we'll continue. Ooh, get it, Jackie, get it, Jackie, get it, Jackie, get it, Jackie. (laughs) There were a couple sightings. Clearly, since the story is about Jacob Gray, we know it was him. But at the outset, the Rangers didn't know who it was. But there were a couple sightings of Jacob. And his bike and his equipment were pretty noticeable, too. So there were just sightings of, of a young man who was riding a bike of that description. And a woman had seen this young man towing the red trailer, climbing Fairholm Hill at one o'clock in the morning and on April 6th. And then later on, she had passed by and seen him or a different woman. I'm sorry. A different woman passed by and saw Jacob as he was actually going up Soul Duck Hot Springs Road. At 1 a.m.? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, clearly he's, you know, going through the night. Nothing's stopping him. Which is weird. Like, most people, most experienced hikers sleep at night because a lot of animals are active at night. I don't know. But, I mean, I guess if you're on the main road biking. I guess. And you're trying to get somewhere overnight. Why aren't you sleeping, then? Who knows? So many questions. (laughs) Sorry. 
But the woman who saw him later on in the day on April 6th was the woman that noticed when she kind of had left, I think, and was, like, going back down the road later on in the day, had saw the bike a little bit off the road. And she was the one who noticed it. And she did find that it was odd enough that she took a picture of it. Whoa. Nice. Yeah, it wasn't a good place to camp right there either because they just said it was not good camping area so she just found it a little odd and she did take a picture she listens to true crime (laughs) yeah she might on friday april 7th the ranger found a list of phone numbers in jacob gray's belongings and ended up contacting his sister mallory and his family and they obviously were very very shaken because they didn't think it was necessarily like him to do that since he had all the equipment with him. They did believe that Jacob had taken his backpack and water with him because that was missing from the trailer and his family was pretty sure that that was something he was going to bring. So maybe he went off in the woods with his backpack. But all of his food was still left in the trailer? Yeah. Just so weird. Yeah. Rangers photographed the scene and everything that they basically found there and just took, like, detailed inventory of what they had found. Volunteer trackers were able to come to the area on April 12th, but that was kind of a week after. But a lot of people I found have said that these volunteer people are pretty busy, so give them a little bit of slack seems like they're super busy and people get lost in the woods kind of often so it did take them a little bit to get there and start searching yeah did his family come search well they live in california but yeah they his dad eventually comes we'll talk about this but i'll just say it now his dad randy basically devotes his life to finding jacob after this so yeah he does (laughs) it is kind of sad when the volunteer trackers did look though on April 12th, they found evidence that someone had taken off hiking boots and put on running shoes, walked to the river's edge. They thought that maybe the person had slipped and fell in because there was a mark on a mossy rock nearby. Mm-hmm. And then downstream, like 30 yards, they saw that there were some signs that someone might have also like gotten out of the water, like scrambled out if they fell in. But they couldn't be exactly sure. Dog teams began searching on April 13th. And at this time it was kind of... They thought that maybe they were searching for like a body instead of the person. Just because there were dogs. And two cadaver dogs hit on a log jam. Which they thought maybe meant that there was a body in the water or something. But they did search it, and there was no sign of a body, so they did rule that possibility out that they didn't believe that he was had drowned in the water or something like that. Maybe he slipped and fell and hit his head, and then he couldn't remember where he was or where he had left his items? Yeah, that's a good point, honestly. Because That's if, actually a pretty good point. If they say that they could see he fell on a rock, maybe he did slip and fall and hit the rock, and maybe he got up and just couldn't remember or was out of sorts or something like that. Yeah, good point. In July 2017, 
more than 100 search and rescue volunteers looked along Solduck River, but they really didn't find much. And this at this point, yeah, Randy J Jacobs' dad was really involved and just completely kind of gave up like his life in California and devoted it to looking for Jacob. When they continued looking, nothing about his disappearance suggested foul play. They looked at his bike and it wasn't bent up or damaged or anything and the tires weren't flat. It was basically in working condition. It was fine. So they didn't think that he got into an accident or something like that happened. They really, I think, were thinking that he he just went into the woods on a hike for whatever reason because it didn't they didn't find evidence of anything else. Yeah. And I agree. Especially because if someone would have done something to him on purpose, they most likely would have taken everything that he had in his trailer. Yeah, and another reason why his family thought that was because after the divorce, Jacob had been struggling a little bit and shown some signs of depression and maybe just some other things like possibly schizophrenia, but not super sure. So they just were unsure of if he went in there and was just maybe going through it. I don't know. Oh. In, in a sad way or possibly like maybe he was trying to find himself and was like going to go on a hike or something like that. Right. It could have gone either way. But that's just what they were thinking. It's still just strange that he packed all of those items to keep him on a long hike, but just left them. Like, all of the meals he brought and whatnot. If you were planning to go into the woods, wouldn't you at least have needed some of the freeze-dried food and more water and things like yeah, that? Yeah, that's true. And your knives, all of the hiking and hunting knives and things. And the water was very, very cold, so he couldn't have been in the water for more than 20 minutes, they thought, without freezing, just because it was the water was, like, that cold. So oh, wow. it wasn't possible that he had just taken the water, like, super far down, you know? Yeah. And they said that if he would have scrambled out when he got out of the water, the Forest Service road that was, like, pretty decently used was right nearby, so you could have been quiet and listened to where cars were coming from and found your way back. Yeah, and they also thought that people maybe would have seen him if he had ended up there and gotten out of the water, you know? Like, maybe people would have thought that was noticeable and saw it. Yeah. Regardless, the park people who were looking for Jacob kind of just thought that he had drowned or had hitchhiked out of the area, so they started devoting less time and resources to finding him. But Jacob's dad, Randy, was super committed and just continued to do everything that he could do to find his son. And eventually he was led to a team of Bigfoot researchers <laughs> who was called the Olympic Project. And they do, like, extensive searching in the woods just for all things related to Bigfoot and fossil records and all that stuff. So it was actually a really good place for Randy to turn because these people were, like, super knowledgeable about the woods and just, like, searching. And they knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And they, were, they really welcomed Randy. They were super nice about it. They offered him their facilities so he could kind of stay there when he was 
basically living in Washington. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. They gave him, like, maps and, like, all the stuff that he could use. So, shout out to them. (laughs) They were uh, really helpful. What was that name again? Olympic? Peninsula? No. Wait, Olympic Project. Olympic (laughs) Project. Sorry. (laughs) It's because the Olympic Peninsula is right nearby. Gotcha. So, like... They both start with P's. Don't come for me. <laughs> Thanks, Olympic Project. That's so nice of them. I know. It really is. It's really nice you, when people from the community do what they can to help. Especially when you get absolutely nothing in return. Like, that's just the nicest thing you could do for anyone. Yeah. And they obviously gave Randy their expertise and knowledge on the region and just on the terrain, all that stuff. So, Randy really just spent, like, a lot of basically months on end searching the forest for hours on end, looking for anything that they could find. Did they say anything about possibly Bigfoot being involved in this case? They actually, I mean, okay, they talk about it in articles, how, like, they thought maybe... And Randy said if that happened, he hoped that they were just treating his son well, but they didn't think it was, like, a serious possibility that Bigfoot took him. But, I mean, crazier things have happened. I mean, in that area of the woods, is there a possibility that, like, maybe at night also he stopped to go to the bathroom and go to the restroom or something and there could have been an animal attack or they would have found remains? Well... It could have been, but I feel like they would have found evidence. Yeah, usually they find remains, but I'm just not sure of the area around there, what animals would be. And it did seem like someone had been unpacking or packing up, because when they found his belongings, he had, like, his tarp laid out. So it didn't seem like, at least if it was Jacob there, that he was planning on leaving for super long. But Randy continued searching basically day and night, looking and looking. And sadly, 18 months after Jacob disappeared, there was closure in the case. (gasps) On August 10th, 2018, a team of biologists were studying marmots. I don't even know what that is. Marmots? I don't know what that is. But they were studying that in Olympic National Park when they discovered Jacob's clothing in a really remote area. So they called rangers who searched that specific area and found skeletal remains 5,300 feet above sea level and 15 miles from where Jacob left his bike. What? So pretty far away. And DNA did confirm that it was Jacob. So... It is very sad, but they did find his remains, which at least gave the family some closure from having to continuously look. Please tell me they could at least determine the cause of death. They could not. The coroner officially ruled the cause of death inconclusive. They said that Jacob's boots were found wrapped in trash bags. Which what? I don't know why, but his family thought that maybe that could be a sign of suicide just because people do they said like people just do some crazy stuff before they commit suicide but they really couldn't be sure it was just odd 
So his boots were off his feet and wrapped up in trash bags? Well, they said that he had put on different shoes anyway. Oh, he just had his... But they just had them in trash bags? I don't know. Like, nearby, I guess. It was still kind of just odd. They couldn't really tell anything from the remains because it had been 18 months later, you know, in the wilderness. Yeah. Days after the remains were found... Randy and Jacob's brother hiked up to the spot where the remains were found just to look around, and they stumbled on two more human bones, one which was a finger, which they believed to be Jacob's, and they had, like, a little burial ceremony on the mountain and made, like, a little cross out of sticks. Very sad. Oh, my gosh. But they had, you know, a little ceremony for Jacob. They do just wonder if it was something that was related to mental health or if it was just that he got lost in the woods somehow. They say that Jacob had kind of gotten into the church and the Bible in the months before this all happened. And when they found Jacob's things, they found the Bible and there was a part of Isaiah thirty-four fourteen circle that says... And an abode of ostriches and the desert creatures shall meet with the wolves. The hairy goat shall carry cry to its kind. Yes, the night monster shall settle there. What? So, make of that what you will, but people just include that in the articles. I never knew that verse was in the Bible, to be honest. That was really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> a good amount of creepy verses in the Bible, to be honest. Should we do an episode of just creepy Bible verses, guys, <laughs> and creepy Bible stories? Let us know. Yeah. But, sadly, that's kind of where the story ends. I mean, he did get closure for his family. There's a good amount of other just stuff in the articles about Jacob and his life, which is... Just explains how he was just kind of a cool person and an outdoorsman. He had gone on trips before. Like, he had walked before from Santa Cruz to San Francisco, which is pretty far. And he had done a good amount of outdoorsy things before. This wasn't necessarily, you know, his first rodeo doing something like this. So So his family just... You know, they wonder really what happened to him if he got lost or maybe had a mental breakdown. Did they ever say that they thought he could have gotten lost? Like, did the family ever, do they straight up say, we don't think he got lost because of where he was found? Or do they accept that? I don't think they necessarily know. I don't. Honestly, I don't think people thought he just got lost because he didn't take any of his stuff. And 15... That's why most people think it was, like, sadly a mental... Maybe some sort of mental break because he he had so many things and just didn't bring them. But then again, it's like, on the other hand, just strange that you would pack all this stuff. Yeah, if you were planning to, unfortunately, take your life, why would you spend that time and effort and money packing up that little trailer and it's not just like something you bought like you said his dad helped him make it and specifically use it for this little trip yeah unless something happened like you said where he fell into the water and then maybe got out and was disoriented and couldn't make his way back it's just strange and it's very sad either way because 
he was very young and he was really good in the outdoors and he was just kind of going through a rough time, but he was still trying to like find himself and stuff. And it's just, I'm glad that his family, at least the remains were found. So there is closure and it was kind of sad. I was reading some people comment on the stories and some park rangers had their own stories and just said that this terrain is so rugged and crazy that people really can just go missing and like they're not that far from where they went missing, but they might just never be found because especially if it's remains in remote areas, unless someone's specifically combing every inch, I can understand how it's hard to find somebody. It's just interesting wondering how this stuff kind of happens. Yeah, that's why I guess it's so hard too for me to just like believe that he got lost because 15 miles is really not that far. Like, yeah, it, people, it's it far, is. but people can do that in like two days. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's far, but at the same time, like how far do you have to be to hear cars and things like that? Imagine someone beeping. You can hear that pretty far. So it's kind of just like... It's just crazy that such an outdoor experienced hiker could get lost. I do still wonder if he slipped and hit his head and got disoriented or something like that. It sucks that we'll never know. But I guess on one hand, if it was an animal attack, they most likely would have been able to tell and seen scrapes on the bones and whatnot if they didn't. Possibly. Yeah, it would seem like if if it was something like that, they would maybe somehow be able to tell. Tears in the clothing... Yeah, and I don't know how, I don't really know if an animal would, like, find prey so close to the road either, if that... If he was by water at at night or something, an animal would be drinking, like, maybe that's why he fell even? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. But like I said, I feel like when that typically happens, people say that you can find marks on the bones or, like, tears in clothing, so I feel like they probably would have said that. Yeah. This one is crazy. I thought for sure, like, no, not what I was going to say was going to sound bad. I thought with the theme that we picked, I thought he wasn't going to be found. I thought for sure he would be missing forever. I know. I wanted to include it, though, because it was like he was missing for 18 months, like so long. That's a really, that is long. So, but he still basically disappeared. Does his family still look for answers or they just accept it for what it is? They just accepted it after so long for what it is. At least they have closure somehow, but it's still, obviously, will never be easy. I was just going to say that. I'm glad that they have closure, but it's sad when you have closure, but still so many unanswered questions. Yeah, it is really sad. But I also think it's important, like, even if you're an experienced hiker, sometimes it's just better to go with somebody. Because I feel like a lot of these cases I was researching and looking at were people going solo. So still sad regardless so we just send many good vibes to his family and if you guys have any stories about going into the woods and getting lost or having anything kind of crazy happen to you obviously comment and let us know Yeah, if you've known anyone who has gotten lost in the woods, anything like that too. If you know of any cases like that that are similar where there have been really experienced hikers who have gone missing in strange circumstances or found, definitely let us know. Um, I will be telling Jackie a story that is similar, but it's actually, no, it's really different, but it does deal with the, um, the woods in a national park, so... 
yeah, let us know if you guys like this theme. And it is, I feel just so bad for the family. Like I said, that they have closure, but so many unanswered questions, but I agree. Very hard, but we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, we hope you guys are staying safe and having a great summer. Thank you for listening and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.